0: Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of Viewer's Point, where I will still be giving my unasked for, unsolicited, and unwanted view on your favorite TV and movies. Let's go. Cue some intro music. This going to be a long one, y'all. It's going to be a long one. <laughs> so welcome back to the third episode of viewers point i'm excited it's gonna be a really good one and possibly long one but it's gonna be really good so yeah let's get into it okay so today we'll be discussing a franchise that is a certified (laughs) certified lover boy no no certified timeless classic that is that has captured audiences since its release with its inspiring and powerful message of perseverance, strength, honor and respect as well as the biggest takeaway from the film at least for me which is the only person you need to control is yourself which is something that i believe a lot of people now need to start doing or using or whatever. So yeah, um <laughs> it's a good movie. It's a good movie. Everybody watches it, everybody has watched it and that's mostly due to This new generation and them reviving the movie in a certain way. Yes, if you haven't guessed it, we will be covering Karate Kid. Yay. I mean, I guess. So, yeah, we'll be covering the Karate Kid movies. And when I say Karate Kid movies, I mean every single Karate Kid movie ever. Ever. Movie, specifically movie. I will be covering Cobra Kai another time when it's finished because I do want to finish the entire show because I do actually like the show. And I am going to finish it. So when it comes out, I will be covering um, Cobra Kai. But for now, we have all these great Karate Kid movies. Some great Karate Kid movies. Let me rephrase that. And let's talk about them because they're... I got a lot to say about a lot of them. So let's get into it. So Karate Kid 1 obviously came out 1984. I'm going to give a quick summary on it. Again, as everyone knows, I cannot give summaries so I'll be reading a summary. Daniel, Ralph Macchio, moves to Southern California with his mother Lucille, but quickly finds himself the target of a bu- target of a group of bullies who study karate at the Cobra Kai dojo. Fortunately, Daniel befriends Mr. Miyagi, an, assu- an unassuming repairman who just happens to be a martial arts master himself. Miyagi takes Daniel under his wing, training him in in a more compassionate form of karate and preparing him to complete oh my gosh I can't even read to compete against the brutal Cobra Kai now if you haven't seen the film I don't know how good of a synopsis that was but if you haven't seen the film you're actually crazy and the only person on earth who's never seen this film um but yeah so (laughs) this movie was i watched it i actually first watched this film so i watched cobra kai when it didn't i didn't watch when it first came out because i just wasn't i don't remember when it came out but i know it came out on youtube first i definitely didn't watch it then i remember hearing about it i just never watched it i wasn't a big fan of violent fighting kind of television i was supposed to disney channel to (laughs) be honest i just showed my age but um Yeah, and so it wasn't until I watched Arrow that I was, I got a little violent and started to like fighting sort of shows and movies, and then I watched Cobra Kai, and I watched the first few episodes of the season, and then was like, yeah, I think I need to watch the movies, because this feels like, this is, I feel like I need to, I really didn't, by the way, you really don't need to, um, (laughs) Uh, but yeah, so then I went back and I watched the first movie. I don't think I finished the second movie because it just wasn't that good. And then I watched the third movie, but yeah. And so that was really the first time I watched those movies. And then when it came to the next Karate Kid film, I had seen, never seen that film. Didn't even know it existed. I don't think anyone knew that existed. I think everyone blocked that from their memory, but I didn't know that existed. Never watched it. The remake I did watch way before Cobra Kai and... All the rest of them because that was it wasn't really my general it was my generation let's let's just say it. it was my generation when that came out that was that was the karate kid I grew up with so yeah but I hadn't I rewatched it a few times over the years but I had never really sat down and um analyzed it I guess you could say especially compared to the other ones I just oh I watched Jane Smith the one oh I watched the you know Ralph Macchio one so I know when the first karate kid film came out it definitely it made a huge impact mr miyagi ralph macchio he was everyone's celebrity crush that was that was just a time it was a time to be alive everyone wanted to learn karate so i know that film definitely had an impactful uh let's say how would you say impactful meaning on that generation and i think almost the same as the remake it's just people didn't let people enjoy the remake because it was a remake but we'll get more (laughs) into that later um some of my favorite elements of the movie are i will say i love mr miyagi and daniel's relationship so much and i honestly think that's the one thing that's consistent throughout in the entire three movies that are consistently good i'll say it's very unique in terms of usually when you see those kind of relationships between an older figure and then a young boy or girl, usually mentor-mentee sort of relationship situation. More often than likely, it's a father-son relationship because of the absentee father. And in this film, he his father is absent. I think he's dead. I believe he's dead. But they went a route that I actually really, really enjoyed, which was making them friends and making them best friends. And I thought that was just really sweet. And you felt that. You didn't. I never felt from Mr. Miyagi and Daniel a father-son relationship which i like it was it was really like they were friends he would celebrate his birthday they just had this really cute i i really enjoyed that relationship and i like that route that they went because you don't really see it and i think it works really well and really really well actually it and it's very unique and so i think that's what makes a relationship very unique obviously you have student and teacher which is good but it doesn't always have to be father and son i don't really like when it's You know you just have some random guy replacing it's kind of just weird so and again also his father died so that also could contribute to the fact that we got that but yeah no but I really enjoyed I really enjoyed that aspect of it but let's talk about the characters in this film I mean you have Daniel LaRusso he's obviously the main character he's a karate kid he's so (laughs) hot-headed it's actually so funny because even when he's even when he's getting bullied and he's getting beat up, he's still very, he's not really scared. You, I never really get this, like, like scared feeling from him, at least in the first movie. He's really just, he's angry that he can't do anything about it. You know, it's more of just, I can't fight these guys. I don't have the, I can't, I just can't. Like, I don't have the ability to to one-up these guys. And it's more of that than scared. And that's how we can see, like, he was able to do stuff like... Pour the spray the water on them, um at the dance. But he was never really fe- he never I don't mm, I don't believe he really feared ever really feared Johnny. It was just he felt inferior to him, and so I found it really. I found his character to be really interesting because they could have easily went like the weak, naive. Well, I guess not really naive, but just weak and fragile. Kid, he kind of is. He's really skinny, but he was hot-headed he had some fire to him he had some some rebel to him and i I think that worked really well in making him really likable but they but they did it in a way that was that was at least back then (laughs) they made it in a way so he was likable but still you felt for him you felt not felt. yeah everyone felt for him he was just a hottie but you really felt for him and you felt for his situation but you also didn't think of him as this like fragile little kid who's just you know, this baby, but he, you know what I mean? It's just, he, he was just unable to one up these people. And, and so I, I think his, that main, especially now you have this whole like main character syndrome where everyone hates the main character in movies and shows, or at least especially shows. I don't think it's movies, but in, in shows, but I think they did such a good job with him making him again at that day and age, very likable and, and sweet and heartfelt. If you know what I mean. But yeah, uh nice. I mean, we have Mr. Miyagi. He's the all-time saint. Yes, I say that with a little bit of saltiness. No, I I love Mr. Muraki. He was he's Mr. Miyagi. He he's again obviously a national treasure to forever. Um rest in peace, obviously. But yeah, he was really good in this film. I really enjoyed again, like I said, his relationship, he's so wholesome. He's so sweet. He's so, he's just so wholesome. Like old people are just so wholesome, but it's funny because I'm not going to mention it. I'm not going to mention it. Somebody do a Cobra Kai, but he's very wholesome and it's, it was very sweet to see. I mean, the one thing that I did not really enjoy too much about his character was just the whole thing he was sporting throughout the whole film was defense only and you don't you should never put yourself in a position to fight, which I do agree with some of it. I just felt like they went a little too or he went his ideologies were a little bit too extreme in a way that's just not realistic. I mean, defense isn't the only you can't first of all you can't win defense. Daniel didn't win defense. When he won the tournament at the end, he kicked him in the face. Like there's that is in no way defense. He won the tournament by striking. He struck first, which is I find that very ironic. But yeah, so I just found his his whole defense thing to be a little bit unrealistic. And it comes off, at least to me, especially after watching all the rest of them. When I mean all the rest of them, I mean the remake. I definitely got a, um, a sort of superiority feeling when he's fighting. Because it's not even just, you should never strike first or hit someone you just wait so you can defend and that's honestly not that realistic and it you can't keep that up forever and it's you know it's just not it doesn't last so I found his ideologies when I watched it over to be again a little unrealistic and I don't know just something about it wasn't my favorite but I do love Mr. Miyagi I will forever love Mr. Miyagi he's again a national treasure so I'm not gonna say too much but but I mean we have Johnny next Johnny, 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 he's just an ass. Like, he, there's no way, I know people find ways to, there's no way to spin his actions in this film. The way he acts in Karate Kid 1, there is no explaining, there's no defending what he does. He's just a straight bully and that's it. That's it, he's a bully. He's he's just so unnecessary. Whoa, like over a girl too? But then even that argument of, oh, he loved Allie and this and this i'm sorry but it did not seem like he gave one single crap about Allie at all like oh i want to get back together with her or whatever but then after was it after they got together he didn't seem to give a crap about her so i'm just sitting here just wondering like what, what's all this i love Allie. He's stole the love of my life like you already had some issues some complex issues she was not the root of your problem and so yeah, I just there wasn't a moment I felt bad for him. He was pretty cute. This film, though, I, when I rewatched it, I was like, oh my god, he's actually, he's actually pretty cute. I never found him. I think, I think it's because I watched Cobra Kai first. <laughs> when you see people as that old, like you know, just old and worn out, not that old people are worn out, but just old. Forget. I'm. I i do not want to get into it. But <laughs> when you see them like that, and then you go back, it's harder to find them attractive but when I re it for this podcast I'm not gonna lie he he was working he was working he wasn't bad um I do find his in the end when he does it's like this brief second after he loses he goes to Dan, he Was like I'm so sorry man like you deserve it whatever and he's like crying and it's so strange to me every time I see it I'm like why is this happening because Johnny does not show up in the next two movies at all which again I will say I didn't I didn't say this before but is a little weird to me I don't think they really took full advantage of his character but also you know it was it was like any other movie character the one-off bad guy they never thought they were gonna do a whole spin off series on him but I do think it was very strange how out of nowhere he just was like oh I'm so sorry man you were just about ready to beat his ass or <laughs> like two seconds ago and now you're like I'm so and it and it's And because that just doesn't happen, you're not going to change your your way of thinking so fast and your values that you've been taught by, you know, this maniac out of nowhere. That's just not going to happen. Like I can understand him if they cut to him having like an like a realizing face like oh wow maybe what I did was not good but to have him just completely turn over a new leaf in the last five seconds of the movie for like no reason was so weird to me and every time I see it I'm just like what what like it's just if you're gonna make him this awful dude and never show any other side of it until the last five minutes of the film there's just no point you just might as well make him this you know horrible bully throughout the whole thing it just a little unnecessary i understand they wanted to wrap it up but also it's like it's just unnecessary at that point so next we have Allie. Allie's cute i don't know she was she was okay she was kind of she wasn't um she was very vanilla (laughs) and not because of what you're thinking she was just vanilla i just i didn't have really big opinions on her maybe because i'm not a guy and i wasn't fawning over her I thought the relationship was cute. I love their scenes together. I think their scenes together are really sweet. Like when they're at when they're in the golf and stuff, all those I just love the energy of the film. I'm not gonna lie. This whole film brings an energy that I can't help but love. And I think it's that it's that eighties, you know, vibe, even though I don't really watch eighties stuff, so I don't even know if it's a vibe. Um <laughs> but it just has like it has an extraordinary energy to it and the golf and stuff scenes to me just pull it off like perfectly I love it I think it's just so sweet and Daniel's Daniel's charisma I think works to an extent in the in those scenes I just I like it I really do I really actually enjoy it a lot um they're cute I don't know about wait was that the third no no it was the first movie that kiss though I, (laughs) I can't not talk about it it's I just I just don't know why they kept it in Like, that's my, I, I, I I can understand, okay, yeah, sometimes people have off days. sometimes it's just, that's, that's what, that's what happens, but why would you, you looked at that back, you saw that back and was like, yeah, that's a kiss I want to use, that, that's a cute kiss. Silence, please, a moment of silence, because I'm, like, I, I watch it and I'm, I'm physically disgusted, and I shouldn't be, I really shouldn't be, yeah, that was a, mm, that was, that was bad um but yeah i mean i feel like we i have to talk about this because i have to the whole was daniel the real bully bull crap. um (laughs) no if you rewatch the movie he's not i don't care what they did in the future in this movie in this point in time no matter which way you look at it from his side her side the truth the truth is he's a bully johnny's a bully daniel is yes he has tendencies he has yeah, he's hot headed. Yes, he's aggressive, but he's never been a bully. He's never, he's never, he's never done that. So I just don't see how anyone could see that. Or, but yeah, I need to address that because I feel like I have to. I don't want to. I don't feel like I should. i feel like I need to. But I will say another element that I did like. I lo- the wax on wax off still is goaded. It is still. In- this every time I watch it I get chills um like all I think I watched it maybe four times this when I watched it this time oh my gosh I was like it just it gets me hyped it gets me so hyped when he's just realizing what he's doing I, I think I think his name is Pat Morita his I just his intensity in it really sold it for me especially in contrast to Daniel's kind of you know nonchalantness up until he realized oh wow I'm doing karate really sells it so good. I just oh that's that that scene is I think has to be up there as like one of the best just cinematic scenes in history. It's just so and the fact that it's an original score and it's an original screenplay. It's an, like all that story is is it's such a good story and I think it's so I think that's slept on a lot is that yeah everyone's like, oh the actors, oh this and you know, um uh, mr miyagi and you have daniel and, and whatever and johnny but i feel like the real <laughs> champions of this film are the creators and the writers and the directors because for this for this is just such an incredible story and we see it and we, because they did so much more with it <laughs> after a long time so to think that you were a part of creating this this universe i guess you could say now I think they just did an incredible job with all of it. Because even just, you know, the fight scenes and, you know, Daniel's fighting, it's okay, but it's not, he doesn't really sell himself as a fighter. Every time I watch it, I'm like, you're not a real fighter. You're an actor fighting. Like, he doesn't really sell himself as a fighter very well. But he has, you know, he has, he's charismatic or whatever. But to me, the biggest part of the film is just the story. I think the story is just so incredible. And we see that because the story still holds up. We still see, you know... Remakes, we still see uh <laughs> uh spinoffs, whatever, from um going down to this one story. It's not always the same actors, not always the same whatever, but it's the stories the same. Or the ones that are successful, the story is the same. So <laughs> let's say that. Um, but yeah, so that's my opinions on really crowded it one I just enjoy the movie in general. So my thoughts on it are pretty boring. Um, it's just a good movie. Are you can't watch it and be like it's a bad movie. I do think it is slow at some points. I think the montage scenes, they're they're when you first watch it, it's cool, but I just think it can get boring just because the style of training is kind of boring with him just on a boat swinging his hands. It's kind of like okay, you know, it's not very cool. It's not very oh, I'm excited. I'm pumped. I'm I want to go to the gym and and you know I want to go fight. You don't really feel that. You're kind of like good for you. <laughs> don't get that. So I think that is the one thing. It's just it's not some some parts of it are not as exciting as I feel they should be or right, and it could it's also again it came on the 80s I think you do have to think of it that way also um but overall it was yeah those montage scenes they could have done a little better but yeah so <laughs> I'm gonna read my notes I did have quite a lot of. I didn't have. I actually didn't have that many notes on this on this film but Daniel's long ass legs I'm sorry What? Like there's spider legs. He's cute, but yeah, Daniel lying in the sea, the sand at the beach scene. That will always, that will always kind of get me. That will always kind of get me a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. Um, that one. He's just and that feeling of like wanting to be left alone when something like that happens. It's just it's very relatable. So I do love it. The baby Browns. What you call him? Baby. Every I. I think that's my nickname for him now. Whenever I see him on screen, I'm like Baby Brown. Like it's so cute. Um and then when he sees Johnny at the dojo when he's you know trying to look for to fight back or whatever and he sees a Cobra Kai dojo and he's all excited and then he sees Johnny that reaction just i i, I on it, that's i think that's the when i feel the most awful for him is in that scene just because it's it's one of those things where he's being thrusted into a new life and he's trying to you know find something good out of this and then he has these people bothering him for no reason and then he's finally like oh there's something that i can enjoy there's something i can do this is you know and then it's just instantly that that one person taking all that joy away from you is so frustrating and to see and and i feel like he sells that really well he's just like it's just so frustrating it's angering because it's it's this one person has so much power over you because they're physically overpowering you, and you know you can't do anything about. it. And that's the annoying thing. It's different if someone's just, you know, emotionally bullying you, or like Johnny would say, like just attacking you online. But when they physically are beating you up, and you can't fight back, there's nothing you can do about that. So it's a lot harder to overcome that. You know, you. So I, I really sympathize with that scene, and I actually really enjoy that scene, and I'm glad. Um they brought back that little in the remake to be honest when the cars when the mom takes them on a the date first of all just that alone like he's like 17 is that not kind of weird that he's taking that their mom is taking them on the date like that's just a little weird to me but <laughs> i mean i'm not like shaming him i mean i'm shaming him that's a little weird i mean at least just take her on a walk or take her somewhere in walking distance that's just weird Like i'd be uncomfortable if i was i'd be very uncomfortable she looked uncomfortable but definitely want to ask for a second date but, um, no, that, the car stopping, I'd be so embarrassed. And not even just because, oh, she has money, it's just like, what an awkward, I would just be like, what, it, what, like, it's just so awkward, this is that, that, it, just awkward. But yeah, so overall, like I said, I really enjoy the film, there's very few critiques that I give it, that I, like, true critiques, because most of the critiques I do have, like, you know, certain fighting scenes not really as realistic as possible, it's all, it's, it's in the eighties so it's hard to really, you know, get angry at that for something you really they really couldn't you really couldn't control. But overall it's a a really good movie. I think it's something that you should see in your lifetime. It doesn't hurt you. And I just think it's it's just a good movie. So I'd give it a solid eight out of ten. Karate Good One gives it eight out of ten. Let's go. We're starting out strong. We're starting out strong. It only goes downhill from here. It really doesn't. I don't know why I said that. But Karate Kid too. okay. This one I got some stories with this. I don't know. I don't have any stories with this. But I did, like I said, I watched the first one after Cobra Kai came out, and then when the second, and then I was like, oh, there's a second one. I should watch that too. I got 15 minutes into it. I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't finish it. So freaking boring. Um. Then I realized, oh crap! I have to watch this film for this podcast. Guess again or guess what? <laughs> Can't even talk. Yeah, it was boring um the film was boring it was just not good like I don't know what they were thinking when they did it I I don't know what like why do I care about Mr. Miyagi's old rivalries and his village I'm sorry I I, like just why like I think they overestimate how much people really care about Miyagi and I think people do too I think people think like they're like oh he's just the hardest and he is the heart of it but being a heart of a show does not mean i want to see a whole movie on him a whole two hours and 30 minutes on his backstory and his life and his childhood and his love story I'm like, why am i what talking about oh he stole my girl you are 68 that's not even that old but he he looks kind of old but it's just it was, uh, yeah i was um it was weird it was weird that's all i'll say it was just it was very weird um a lot of the film i was just sitting there and being like this is Bizarre. I think that's the the last thing I said when I finished. Film. I was like, "This is bizarre," and a lot of that has to do with the ending scene, which I will get to. But some new characters that join. We got, ch- are also characters that aren't in there. Allie's not in the second one. I think that's it. Mother isn't in the second one. Johnny isn't in the second one. That whole Cobra Kai thing isn't doesn't exist. So new characters are chosen. Miyagi's best friend turned enemy's nephew. <sighs> It was so confusing. Sato, who is Miyagi's rival, frenemy, whatever. Kumiko, who is the love interest for this film. And then, yeah, I think it was the only one who ones. And then you have Miyagi's girl. Yeah. Yeah. Says all you need to. But I'm going to give a quick summary of the the movie. I definitely couldn't give a summary of this movie. I don't know what the hell this movie was about. Because it seemed like they just were like, we're going to go to Okinawa and figure it out as we go. So let me see... (laughs) summary of karate kid 2 because i don't, i couldn't even give it to you if i tried after learning that his di- oh and wait hear this hear this summary and then tell me if you would actually be interested in this Okay, after learning that his father is dying, karate master Mr. Miyagi returns home to Okinawa, bringing his protege Daniel with him. In Japan, Miyagi is surprised to discover that his old sweetheart Yuki has remained single. Meanwhile, Daniel is attracted to Yuki's niece, Kumiko. <laughs> Sorry. But this summary is actually worse than the film. I That's really funny. Okay, wait. Um... Oh my god! But romance must be on hold while Daniel and Miyagi deal with local bullies and long harbored grudges. Moment of silence. Moment of silence again, y'all. What the hell? This this summary is literally worse than the movie. I didn't think that was possible. Um, yeah, that that summary did it dirty. So that's basically it. <laughs> that's, basically, that's basically like the explanation when you think about it. But yeah, um. It was just not a good movie. It just didn't seem like it knew what it was doing. The the it, there was just so many things going on that were so irrelevant. But then they focused on it. Like, why do we care about Miyagi and Sacho's rivalry? Why? I, I don't understand why you why you made a whole plot off this. Like, I I just I can't even I can't fathom who thought of this idea and was like, yeah, this this is gold. We just hit the freaking jackpot. No, you didn't. Yeah, that was bad. That was just bad. And and not to mention Chosen. Now listen. I like I said I watched Cobra Kai first, so when I and I didn't watch I finished Cobra Kai without ever seeing Karate Kid or finished what is on right now, but then I watched Karate Kid two, and so Chosen was like this, he seemed like this like really big rival who's who's like out to get and they have this long seated anger between this long seated rivalry between between them, and then when you go and watch it just wasn't that deep like even Chosen I'm just like what he's all talking oh, he he disrespected my honor, you've known this dude for five days, and all you've done is try to ruin his life, like, I, I don't even, I didn't even understand why they're even fighting, there was no reason, they spent more than half the film trying to repair Miyagi and Sato's relationship, and then the last 10 minutes of the film, they want to just add this new rivalry of Chosen, like Chosen was like being an ass to Daniel, but for like no reason, and then out of nowhere he wants to fight him to the death, what is this film? I'm just, I'm so confused. I think they thought they did more with Chosen than they actually did. Cause maybe what well, I'm feeling, like maybe they cut out a bunch of scenes with him and Daniel that kind of gave more, um put more into their story and put more into their, his hatred for him or whatever. They obviously left some stuff out. Cause I was just like, why are you so, and it came out of nowhere. Cause I was, it had 10 minutes left to the film. And I was thinking, cause I, cause I, I had seen Cobra Kai. So they had done flashbacks to the ending fight scene. And I was like, There's no way. Chose is about to pull up the last 10 minutes of the film and fight this man to the death out of nowhere. And that's exactly what happened. I was just in shock. I was like, what the? Confused. There was just no... I was so confused. And then not to mention, that drum technique they spent the entire film teasing, that was the stupidest thing I've ever seen. I'm sorry if I'm offending a culture or a country I probably am, but it just looked stupid. uh what his, I wish I could I wish you guys could see <laughs> just go back and look at the clip and tell me that doesn't look so stupid. I was just I was in shock that I was like know, Let's get on into the positives. I'm just I'm just trashing this film. Let's get on to the positives. Um I did the breaking ice scene was really cool. It was really cool. No, and I loved Miyagi being like, You're gonna break the ice, I'm gonna sit here and pray. Miyagi's always great, he always gives some good one-liners. But, um, I did like the beginning scene where they picked up where they left off in the last scene. Ooh, my bad. Well, they picked up where they left off in the last scene with Crease being a psychomaniac and strangling his students um and hitting his students. I thought it was just a nice I thought it was a nice tie in and kind of closure that we needed for that. I mean, we wouldn't really need it to be honest, but it was just nice. <laughs> it's just honestly kinda nice. To see but I will say the recap for for the last film because they showed it in the beginning of the second film was so bad. I was like if I had never watched this the first film, I would be I would be so lost. I would be what is they did not do a good job. They left out very key elements and then just put in the random shit. I was like okay. But yeah I just want to mention that because I was very surprised when I saw that. But again I do love Miyagi and Daniel's relationship in this film. I thought that was a really good aspect. Um I think it's again like I said it's the one constant throughout the whole series which is good it's good to have one constant thing i love the student and teacher i loved the best friend. you just got real good best friend goals like they would do anything for each other they stick up for each other they have fun together they work together they just, i just think they it's just really it's really sweet it's really cute kumiko i did like her she's cool i don't know why daniel's giving getting another a new love interest film but she was cute her outfits though I'm sorry, her outfits were so, and I never hear anyone talking about that, her outfits were so cute in that film, I think it's the only thing that kept me watching, because I just want to see what she was wearing next, her jumper, the the scene where they're at, like, in the water part, you guys know what I'm talking about, she has this really cute jumper, it is the most adorable thing I've ever seen, and her hairstyles. she's just was slaying that whole film, I'm not gonna lie, and I didn't notice it the first time I watched it, uh, because i didn't finish it duh. Uh, but uh <laughs> but yeah her outfits carried to be honest her outfits carried the entire film everything else sucked but yeah i think every, everything else really did suck i don't have anything else positive to say about it yeah my least favorite things sato and Miyagi's whole rivalry thing it's just i'm so over it i did i did like the log reference though they made because in the beginning of the film they're in the airport and they see sato's picture up and he's like cut, he's cutting a Oh, he's cutting a log i'm so stupid he's cutting a log and daniel's like oh can you do that he's like i don't know never had to fight a log and then in the end when there's a a hurricane or tsunami or it was a typhoon yeah it was a typhoon and a log falls on top of him and he cuts the he cuts the log and i thought that was pretty cool it's like it's just, i think it's it was really cool a bit but yeah, there's a natural disaster in this film. So random. Like, this film was just, it was like implementing anything they could into it. I was just so confused. I mean, that whole, like, village crisis with Tato's gonna buy up the whole thing. I'm just like, I'm like who, who cares? Who actually cares about this? There is, it, I, I couldn't understand why they decided to go this route and why they thought this would be entertaining in any way because it just wasn't and daniel and chosen it's not i i he just had no reason to be that way i was just so confused why he was so out to get him and i understood like loyalty to your uncle yeah whatever but then after they were good he just was still pissed for no reason and was like again you've known him for all of like one week why are you so like like to and and i and that's like i can understand that whole you know because i know honor is a really big thing in you know japanese culture but then I can understand what Sato Miyagi, because it's like, you know, it's been years and, and he stole his girlfriend and then he left and whatever. But with Chosen, it's like, what did he do to you? Like, what, what to, to have your honor be insulted? I mean, I guess the way, when he threw the tomato. <laughs> when he threw the tomato at him. I have to talk about this. Oh my gosh. When he threw the tomato at Chosen and then first of all chosen had a really nice shirt on i think the like thing i liked the most about this film was the fashion but when daniel threw the tomato at him he took off his shirt and oh my gosh i made an audible gasp when chosen took off his shirt there's only one way i can explain it. his chest his pecs look like captain america after the serum after he took the serum the rest of his body looks like captain america before the transformation that's all i could say Like oh my gosh, because he's he's not even he's not even like unfit or really, he just his pecs are so, they don't belong to his body. I feel like they were it's like implants, you know. I you probably don't know, but that I just I I I stayed on that for like ten minutes. Just I had a good laugh, but he's he's really handsome. You really mean to be like body shaming, but that was that was I I just had to say that because oh my gosh, but yeah so. The ending fight scene though, I will say, I have I have a bone to pick with that ending fight scene. You know, I was I knew it was coming. I have I I've seen Cobra Kai, I knew it was coming. But the way it came was just so it was it again, bizarre is all I could say. They were first of all, when they were fighting, a lot of people do say, a lot of people my mother says say that, you know, it was the most brutal fight. And I and I guess you I guess I could say that, um, or you could say that. But the issue is, and again I know it's the eighties, but they're fighting for like a good three minutes just punching to the party. we never seeing the face and then they both look up and they're both super bloody. So all I'm thinking is, oh, they were just pretend fighting and then they put makeup on them. So it was it wasn't really that brutal. you know, it didn't feel that brutal. Um, you know that's what they're trying to make it feel like. Again, I was born in the time I am, so I've seen better. but but it was the my problem with it was that they were fighting and it was just like silence, like it wasn't silence. But it was very, like, low murmurs in the crowd. I'm like, there was no music to it. I'm like, we need music. It was just so awkward and so uncomfortable. And they were doing it for, like, a good 20 minutes. No, it wasn't 20 minutes. It was a good, like, six minutes. They were just fighting. And people were just like, oh, my God. He's- I'm like, But it was so low. And you could just hear the bad sound effects. I'm like, why are you he- Why We don't want I We should not hear these sound effects. These are not good enough to be. It was, what, pow, what, cheers? Like. No, like it was silence it was like you wanted me to hear those sound effects like yeah they're actually punching each other you guys it was so bad I, it was so bad and then you added the whole drum thing in the end like it was okay but it just was so weird like the movement was just like what like it was it was, it was weird um yeah and then he's all like live or die man he's like die I like it just was so dramatic and again if you just take that clip of them fighting like they did in cobra kai you'd think oh they have some long time rivalry they hate each other their, their stuff goes back years they, they i think they noticed other for like a good week and a half and he's all live or die like all this happened in the last 10 minutes of the film not to mention the first like five where kumiko was dancing it just was it was and he was about to slit her throat I'm like, it was so it was so crazy i was just i was i was in, I was in absolute shock that was not good. It was really boring. If I didn't have to watch this because of this podcast, I would not have watched it. I I can see why I did in the past. Um, yeah, it just wasn't good. You know, it's not awful because I've seen awful, and I will talk about the awful that I've seen. But it wasn't incredible, so I will I will give it a four out of ten. It's a four out of ten. Uh, definitely wouldn't recommend this to anyone just skip it all the way but yeah i there was a few notes that i did there's one where i was like um in the beginning when they first meet sato and chosen like basically kidnaps him it's so freaking weird and um sato comes in and he's like i want to fight you for my honor whatever but then he's like I w- i'll let you see your father though he's like i'll let you see your father then I'll kill you. It's just the morals are just everywhere in this film. It's so funny. I do like that part where it's like, they have some sort of, yes, you did this to me, but your father is dying and I want to pay respects to that. And they, I think they mentioned, I think Daniel was like, dude's letting you have time to grieve, but he wants to kill you. Like, what is this? And it's like, they're like, you know, they have some, I can't, I did like that, but it just was really funny to me. Um, (laughs) natural disaster it was so random i knew it happened because again and not to mention the girl ringing the bell for everyone to get in you have this seven year old girl on the top of a tower during a typhoon and and yeah it was just really weird i'm like this is kind of and also can we talk about the way daniel walks again i don't want to i feel like i'm just body shaming this whole movie but he walks like he's not straight like his alignment is not right and it reminds me of friends um if you know you know also why is daniel always falling in love why is every movie got to get new love interests? what like dude got no stability <laughs> like, but also their rivalry um chosen in them seem a lot more intense than cobra kai they sold it up well because my gosh it definitely definitely is not worth all this 50 years later i'm still pissed at you crap after i finished i wrote what the hell did i just watch I still feel that way. I agree. I concur with that statement. I would give Karate Kid 2 a 4 out of 10. It's not unwatchable. I just wouldn't willingly watch it. Let's move on to Karate Kid 3, though. Let's, I mean, let's go. Karate Kid 3, they stepped it up. They knew what they were doing. Um, They brought back Crease, the main maniac. I mean, come on. You had. Can you do a Karate Kid film without Crease? You can't. So let's give our overall synopsis of the film. Karate Kid 3 style. Okay, so... <clears throat> Cobra Kai karate instructor John Kreese is still brooding over the defeat handed to him by Daniel Russo, A little boy, might I add. And Mr. Miyagi, with his slimy partner, Terry Silver, he was on cocaine... Crease plans an intricate payback that involves hiring a mean-spirited ringer to rob Daniel of his championship title. When Mr. Miyagi refuses to train Daniel, even under threat, the boy makes the mistake of turning to Terry for guidance. So, um, crazy white men. It's just bizarre. It's again, just all freaking bizarre. Um, I mean... We, I, mean, I mean, let's let's get into the new character. We do have new characters in this film. We got Mike Barnes. He was really one note. They really didn't do much with him, which I can understand why, because they had a lot more going on. He was kind of just their pawn and, and their bigger plan. But, yeah, he really didn't do much, so not really much to talk about there. He didn't really – I liked his – the I did like the rivalry between him and Daniel. I'll talk about that a little more later. But Terry Silver, man, hopped up on cocaine. He's just in like he's just so crazy and I love it. Um, he's a maniac. I I mean his scene with him with Daniel with breaking the boards, man can't see, man can't fight. I mean that whole I think that just whole monologue. it was so well done. I'm not gonna lie. I think that has to be one of my favorites from all the karate kids. Um, it's just so well done. He delivers it perfectly. I thought that having Terry and Crease be the masterminds and psychos behind Daniel's enemy was a really good element to being bring in when dealing with the theme of trust um, and lack of. Because us, the audience, got to experience that as well with Daniel, because we didn't know that he was this again psychotic crackhead you know person um but it just made it all the more engaging and but terry's like it i i do like the manipulation where he's you know taking him under the wing let me show you a new way especially with miyagi being absent in this time again also miyagi being a little not my favorite i thought that having terry and crease be the masterminds and psychos behind daniel's enemy was a really good element to bring in because especially when dealing with the idea of trust and lack of um because us the audience as well gets tricked it just adds an all the more like engaging element to an already great story which is really what i believe made the movie really good it was just, it was a nice for it was a nice new way to bring that in. Regular teenage bully for no reason has no motivation. Bullying him you had a more intricate plan. But Jessica was the new love interest because of course we have to have a new love interest every film because Daniel, for some reason, can't keep a home. But yeah, so Jessica I mean, she's not really his love interest, she's just some random girl that he meets and is just there because I think we just have to have a girl by Daniel's side, whether that's a friend a it's just weird i thought she was just really useless and unnecessary we really didn't need it it was just really strange was just they never really went anywhere with it like i think they should have just brought back Allie. i don't really know why she wasn't in the third one probably should look that up yeah but it was just kind of weird because she was just there and she had no importance she wasn't even she didn't even get with him and it just was strange it almost uh, i don't want to say that now, I actually did really enjoy this movie. I enjoyed it a lot more than the second crowd Again, It did a lot of things right. I think it did a few things better than the second one. Than the first one. The only thing is with the first one, it's just the original and nothing can really top that. Can really top that. Can almost top that. A little teaser for later. But, I did enjoy, like I said, Daniel and Mike Barnes. I liked the fear aspect they brought into it. Because like I was saying earlier, with Johnny, he never really felt like he feared Johnny. It was more of he just can't match up to him and he just feels inferior to him in terms of physicality and what he can do to him if he has to fight him he's gonna fight him he just didn't want to get beat up anymore but with mike it really it you they really brought in that aspect of fear and the fact that he he's scared of what he will do to him he's scared of what he can do to him and he and that all came with the past you know manipulation of before and just messing them messing with his head because when you think about it, Mike wasn't so much better than Johnny. It was really the the way they really messed with his head and, and, and messed with his beliefs and made him turn on Miyagi and then, you know, thinking this guy was answering his problems, but he was really just effing him over the whole time. And so it made sense why he feared him so much because he was kind of, Mike Barnes is pretty much like a product of all of that and, like, basically him fighting all those demons in his head. And I really enjoyed it, and I think... Ralph Macho really sold that fear, and you really felt it, and I like the new element of it, and I don't think we saw that in the first one as much as people think we did. I don't really think anyone did think you did. And then we also get the infamous Miyagi speech, in my opinion, my favorite one with the what he says, um it's okay to lose to opponent, but must not lose to fear. and I think that, I just think it's I just think it's a really good and even when 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 Daniel's just like I can't do it I'm scared I just I can not I'm, I'm scared of this guy like I I just oh it's it's really good it's really really good it really touched me I actually really enjoyed that and I think that was again something I think they did better in this film but also it's you know also came with you know new stories new new beginnings but again Miyagi and Daniel's relationship I love how they took that I think they knew that that was the star of these films were was their relationship I think it just worked really well and you know having them separate and having Again, Mr. Miyagi was a little high and mighty. Like I don't, I really just didn't understand that whole. Oh, I'm not going to help you, you know, fight to win tournament because it, it was basically the same situation as last movie where he was forced to to fight in the tournament. He didn't want to, but he he this dude was harassing him to fight. So the fact that it took so long for Mr. Miyagi to actually help him was uh, I just again, like I said, he just his his morals and his his ideology is... I'm not completely sold on it, Mr. Miyagi's, to be honest. Um, but yeah, it did what it needed to do, I guess. Uh, they ended up repairing, but I did like their anger throughout their relationship. And just the change of pace of them, because you never really see them like really angry at each other and really having a strain on their relationship. So seeing that was a nice change of pace and was a smart move. It really isn't too much that I didn't like about the film. I guess the only thing, I guess, you could say is uh Jessica and Daniel I just thought it was useless and it was a waste of time and I thought the first half of the movie wasn't honestly too great but it was also it was a good setup for the second half but I think over, I think overall it was just a, it was a good movie and it was a surprise good movie especially after the second horrendous movie so yeah I'd give this movie honestly a seven out of ten I don't think it tops the original but I think it does a 7.5. I think it does a damn near close job at topping it because I think there's some scenes again, like I said, they did better. And I think I, I enjoyed specific elements better, but I think the original just gives me a feeling that it's, it's, it's unmatched to anything else. Okay. Okay. So that will conclude part one of my Karate Kid reactions. Make sure you listen in to next week's episode where I will give the, why we'll cover the next karate kid with hillary swank good luck listening to that and Jane smith's karate kid remake i will also be doing the worth it or not segment on part two so i can give my overall opinion on the movies i just did as well as the movies i will be covering next part so thanks for listening i'm out